All right, everyone, make sure those backpacks are tight. Tuck in any straps. We don't want anything to be able to grab you while we're out there. We will wait for Lou's signal. Two clicks on the walkie, don't forget, and then we will head out quickly and quietly. We just, we just have to stick together. So just stay close, everyone. Stay close. Our scene opens on the streets of Chicago. Blood-stained and littered with shattered glass and debris from the gas station's explosion yesterday morning. Lou, make a stealth roll. I rolled a 13. All right. Under 56. <laughs> okay, okay. So, moving damn near silently, there's an occasional ping of, like, a little uh, shard of glass. You know how a windshield basically, like, disintegrates into the tiniest little shards? There's a little, like, occasionally you're stepping on those. They're really hard to avoid, but they're not very loud. Um, and you make it up to the sewer grate that you're eyeing from one of the windows you probably would have brought like a crowbar or something or what oh, was yeah. your melee weapon? Okay. Um, my melee weapon was originally the scimitar, <laughs> but for the purposes of uh, opening this sewer grate, probably would have uh, grabbed, grabbed a pry bar. Okay. So you probably still have the scimitar with you though. Like I wouldn't have somewhere. wanted to give it up. <laughs> so as you're approaching the sewer grate, uh, how about you just describe your appearance to us? Um, your new appearance in terms of like your gear and maybe how you're faring after this many hours into the outbreak. Oh man. Um, I have, I, I went rummaging in some of the apartments. I found an awesome black leather jacket that is in pretty good shape. Swapped that out for my hoodie. And, uh, or maybe probably left my hoodie on under it because extra padding. Um, I have I, I took one of the cabinet doors off and I've like 
fashioned a strap so that I have like cabinet door, kitchen cabinet door shield around one arm and leaving my hands free in case there are any lock picking or delicate things that need to be done. I, I'm tired. And there's been a lot of loss and, and Luz had a lot of loss in their life. Uh, so watching this much in the span of a day is like the roller coaster of like slowly, like bonding very quickly and then losing people and bonding very quickly and then losing people. Um, they're not doing so hot, but at this point, um, they're, they're relating a lot to uh, like Darren's vibe on the roof and are just going, you know what? Let's just, let's just do this. Let's just do this. And have gone into some kind of detached, like protector mode of, well, if I can do the one thing I'm good at and get everybody else there, it doesn't matter. We'll be, we'll, we'll make it and it'll be fine. And with that, you use the pry bar to kind of like, I mean, it's heavy. It's hard to do, uh, but you've done it before, correct? Oh, yeah. Um, so you can easily look down into um, this manhole where there is a metal ladder leading down. Uh, go ahead and make a spot listen roll. That's an 86 over uh, 56. Okay. <laughs> so, probably a little stressed. It's it's a little hard to try to listen to see if you hear anything down below because of all of the, you know, echoed light groanings from all of the frenzied in the streets. But you're, you don't see anything. You don't see any shadows of any movement or anything from from your location here. Once I make it to the bottom, I will uh, step just a little bit away from the ladder in the towards the direction of the church mm -hmm. and I will I will double click my walkie which we had worked out double click on the walkie means come on down yeah um and as your flashlight like shines through the tunnel it does that really annoying thing that I hate in movies where it shines into the camera wait everybody stop what's that noise I think there's there's something. Is is that a kid? It's gonna be all right, kid. We're not gonna hurt you. We're gonna take you somewhere safe. What the fuck? Oh, what the Jesus! Fuck? Get away from it! Get away from it! I don't want to hurt this kid. Fucking run! run. It's chasing us. We, we went down a tunnel. I, I I don't know where you are. Tell them to just run. Listen to me, Rory. Just keep running. Get out of here. Did it? Yasmin, you bend down and grab the flashlight that had been dropped. It's covered in dust. You look around the tunnel, the light is shaking as your hand shakes, as it's panning around. 
you don't see any sign of Rory or Lou or Dewey. Darren is beside you. You can hear both of your breathing hard, shaky. You want to call out. You want to yell for them. But you know noise is the worst mistake you could make. What would the two of you like to do? Do we see any... Like, um, storm drains that go up? You do, yes. Um, Kind of like shining the flashlight around a little bit. Behind you, like, going a little bit further, you do see um, a little ladder leading up to one. And do we have a sense of where we are? Like, we had a plan, obviously, going through. We we presumably were scouting out and all that kind of stuff. But in the action of what just happened, do we have an idea of, like, where we're at? Or do we need to figure that out before we go anywhere else? Um, I would say both of you could make a navigation roll. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a 96. We're starting off real good, y'all. Uh, also, a 79, so not good. <laughs> oh, I don't know what my navigation skill is, but it's not that. <laughs> In the chaos, it was too hard to keep track of where you have flung yourselves off to. I'm, I'm imagining, like, Yasmin is, like, looking and, like, Darren sees her see the ladder over, you know, kind of over near us. And Darren kind of, like leans over super panicked super just like wigged out of his mind and just leans in and, and as quietly as he can manage voice shaking says we need we need to stay focused we need to get there we need to go we need to just keep moving that's what we that's we all agreed on that we have to keep going we have to keep going I don't know if this is true in Chicago, so you can tell me if I'm crazy, but some sewer systems have, like, if not a map, then, like, a note of, like, where you are to help sanitation workers figure out where they are. So can I look for that to see if I can figure out, based on context clues where we are, versus, like, my own recognition? Or was that tied up in the, the critical fail? <laughs> Yeah, I think I think with okay. that being a critical fail, um, there's probably not one of those um, sure. near here. Okay, then I'll um, without saying anything, uh, point up and start heading to the uh, to the ladder. Um, being cautious to step more on the sides than in any of like the the mud or water or whatever is in here. Um, you get over to the ladder, you climbing up and kind of looking out. Is that the goal here? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, you kind of push that up and slide it over. Uh, we cut over to like an exterior shot of this manhole cover, basically, as it's being pushed up and slid over. And you're able to kind of like grab on, pull yourself up slightly and look around you feel very light raindrops. You see it is it's darker than you were expecting because of the clouds that are rolling in. You knew it was getting close to nightfall, um, but 
it's definitely darker than you were expecting. And that was kind of a little bit alarming before you felt the raindrops. And you look out and you see the church on the corner. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. I will uh, reach down to Darren and just motion for him to follow and then climb up. But before I do that, I just want to make sure there are no zombies in the immediate area. (laughs) There are a few, but they do seem to be in that like dormant state that you have seen them in previously. And I will note their attention doesn't seem to be brought to like the church windows or doors or anything like that. You can see a lot of them are actually facing the direction of where all of you came from, possibly facing the direction of a car alarm that went off earlier today. Great. So yeah, I will climb out and then help Darren out if he needs it. Um, statistically, he would he would need it. Looking at my character sheet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. There there aren't as many surrounding the church as you thought there would be, or maybe you were expecting there to be. Um, going off of past luck and experiences, um, you look at each other, and then. Um, For the first time for the audience, we see another hand come up as the teenagers that are with you climb up out of this. They look terrified. Um, The three of them are basically like stuck, like glued to each other, kind of like holding on to each other's arms. And they have about the same idea of what happened down there as you do. And you would just see them physically shaking. What would you like to do now? Does the church door or windows or anything have like survivors here or like a call to action of how to get into the building or anything? Yeah, or like ropes or ladders or something that would be more accessible to the non-undead of us than others. Sure, let's have you both make a spot listen roll. like a 14 under 50 something so i think four levels of success yeah i did not but we'll just say yasmin's probably looking for the uh looking at the zombies and helping the kids yeah (laughs) yeah um there are no like signs like you know survivors inside or anything like that and i feel like that's a lot of um what yasmin is looking for kind of looking at the church itself as darren is kind of looking more up and looking for things that wouldn't make sense to really be there on a normal Chicago street. Um, I will say with that, those four levels of success, Darren, you see um, the slightest bit of movement inside of the boarded up windows. Um, there are people inside. There looks to be like candles lit or something, some sort of light source in there that you can see people kind of like passing um, passing by. You also see there is a building beside the church 
that seems to have a window busted out of it and there looks to be some sort of makeshift bridge built from a church window to the window of that building. Hmm, do we go up to the front door is the question. And like, would a front door be barricaded and whatever? Because I don't want to be like lingering outside of this church for particularly long, if at all possible. But also maybe just the direct approach is good. We can certainly try. And then if no one answers, make our way up into the building. Yeah, I, I, I see. I think I see people in there. So it's the right, right spot, at least. I'll head towards the door um, and just like herd the children like ducklings. Yeah. We're moving, <laughs> moving as quickly as we can without making a commotion, I think. Sure. Um, it is starting to rain a little bit harder and you're realizing like the sound of the rain is probably giving you a bit of an advantage yeah. here as you're moving. Um, so I'm not going to have you roll for stealth at this point just because of your stealth rolls, rolls previously. Um, you are kind of moving up as a group toward the front door of this church. Uh, and you see someone looking sort of out of the window closest to the door there before you reach the door. You see a, a man, dark, black hair, tussled, messy. You're not sure if that was a choice or if that was uh, the the past couple of days, but um, you see like silvery blue eyes and he, he kind of like holds up his hands looking at you, holds a finger to his mouth and then motions for one of you or all of you to come closer to the window. Yeah. We do, we do yeah. so. I think we all. I think we all do. I think we're Everybody just like. Everybody just kind of. Yeah. I think so. Like if if this is an elaborate trap, we're fucked. So whatever. <laughs> yeah. I will say probably that Yasmin is keeping her gun, but like on her actively, um, kind of watching behind them oh, yeah. just in case, and she'll leave the talking to Darren. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, Darren, you kind of are in front here, heading up to this window. The man speaks very softly. He says, you can't get in from the ground. We have a bridge, and he kind of like points over. It leads to one of the upper windows. It's it's sturdy and safe, and I, I can meet you up there. Um, okay, uh, do, do we need to know anything? Are there locks? Are there uh, booby traps? Anything like that? Just I, just a I bridge. Don't, I don't know if there are any infected in that building. We, we don't have that building locked down, so just be careful. Thank, thank you. And just like, will not look a gift horse in the mouth and just starts moving that direction and motions for everyone else to. All right. Um, the two of you and the three teenagers shift over as a group toward this other building. You see the door itself was a glass door and it's just completely shattered in. You can see the, the lock is still locked on the inside, but the whole door has just been busted in. You can just step through. Um, this building has three stories and it, it looks to be from the looks of it some sort of like enrollment office for probably like the Catholic school on the other side of the street or something it just it looks very 
boring office type, like nothing useful. Your eyes at this point are probably trained to try to find useful items and scanning. There's nothing useful in here. Um, as you are sort of pushing through, you do see many spots of blood that don't seem to have a body with the spots of blood. Um, is there any certain way you would like to, I guess, any notes you have for me for moving through this building? I, and Darren, you can, you can correct me if this is not, uh, if you have a different idea, but what I'm thinking is Yasmin would take point and kind of be not far ahead of the group because we're a small group. We'd want to stay together, but she'd kind of clear rooms as we entered them so that she can tell the others to run if we need to. Um, and then keeping the kids in the middle, basically. Yeah, sounds good. And what weapons do the two of you have out right now? Like, Darren two, has his two. pistol. Okay. Darren, yeah, Darren, yeah. Darren would know that even if it's close combat, like... There's no that he's not he's not advantaged uh, not using a gun and trying to brute force through anything. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I have the AK, but I would give the tire iron to one of the kids just in case. Okay, whichever yeah, one is a jock or some. If I think one of them was a football player or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. And you begin moving up these stairs quietly as quickly as you can, you push up to the next floor and you're looking around for the room that would have this window busted out. And you hear the sounds of infected above you on the third floor. You can you can hear definite sounds of roaming. You hear some groans, some some off-putting snarls here and there. You move forward and you come to the room where you look in and you see the glass busted. You see the beginning of this makeshift bridge. Don't like this. Pad, we've we know about these and it's bad they're not good <laughs> is the room empty glancing around make a spotless and roll no that's like two degrees of failure yeah. mine was three degrees of success so in that case um, Yasmin goes to, like, take a step forward. Darren throws his arm out for a second. Like, you know, the, the mom in the car arm sort of throw. And then you point. You can see some sort of movement behind the desk of this room. Boy, that is unhelpfully vague. Mm-hmm. Behind a desk, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. I... Yes, it's not going to say anything. But she's going to position herself between... Just kind of step 
into the room and put her back to the door mm. and aim at the desk and then wave the rest of them through. Uh, and actually, Darren, Darren would step forward too because we all have like makeshift shields and stuff, assuming we didn't lose it in the, the fracas, um, but would like do the full kind of like shield wall kind of thing of just like getting right next to her and just having sort of have his gun out, but mostly just be kind of there, like ready to push anything back that jumps out at them. Um, but at least, yeah, gestures the kids to the window, if not to start going, at least to be not right in this area. Perfect. Um, yeah, and they, they do so. They start moving as a group through the room. Um, and the moment that they would be in the eyesight of whatever is behind this desk, you see a, an arm kind of come up and another one come up. Something is dragging itself out from behind this desk. You see it's slow. It doesn't jump out at, at these kids. You see them clearly notice it as well, and they're kind of like taking some steps away. You see this infected crawling, and once it reaches around the desk, you see that it's just the torso. No legs. It's leaving Good. guts and gore behind it as it is attempting to crawl towards these teenagers. I feel like they're walking, running faster than this thing is crawling, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, then power, I will so not risk shoot power it. I'm not going to risk that shit. <laughs> I, I, I agree. <laughs> I think we just like, we power walk aggressively away. And if it follows us, we can just like kick it off. Perfect. And hope for the best. Yeah. Um, as it's crawling. On the other side. Yeah. Everyone just begins to move around it. And uh, you see the teenagers have reached this bridge and they are not wasting any time. They're getting up and you can see the way these pews are like basically nailed and, and and shifted together, you have a bit of a railing on this bridge that is, well, you're quite thankful for. Um, yes, we are. For, after for, last for time. reasons. Don't worry about it. Yeah. For reasons. <laughs> um, and it's, it's more, it's an easy crawl, uh, basically, as you, they're getting onto this bridge and beginning to crawl. There's a slight angle. The, the windows don't quite match up from both buildings. A slight angle as they're crawling down. You can see um, the window is open now. Uh, you can actually see as you are approaching it, something seems to have moved out of the way of blocking that church window. Um, and the teenagers climb through. You can hear the creature crawling behind you. You can hear the groans as the blood is just like spilling from its mouth as it's crawling. You hear the, the organs like squishing out of the back as it is coming, but it is not fast. Great. Love it. Um, I think Yasmin would be last. She'd let everybody else go first, and then we'd all climb in and... Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm just imagining we're all, like, tumbling in. Just not caring, not getting off yeah. appropriately, just... <laughs> yeah, as you yeah. come into this room, you see the, the man, it's the same man that you had seen at the window, pushes this shelf back in front of the door, and you see he's tall. He looks like he was once wearing like a white button-up shirt, but it's stained and dirtied now. And he has what you notice are leather Bible covers wrapped and strapped on his arms, um, like makeshift armor. And he has a some sort of pipe that he appears to have gotten off. Of. It almost looks like an exhaust pipe. Like it looks like it was picked up off the streets from some sort of accident. 
Um, and it is hooked to what appears to have been, like, his tie that's now, like, doubling as a holster on his hip. Uh, he places one hand onto that pipe as you're coming in. And you see he looks hopeful, but nervous. Eyeing all of you up, you are coming in with, I mean, you have an AK-47, you have a pistol, you are all, you are geared up like you have been preparing have, for this your entire lives. We have teens and their wild <laughs> yeah. cards, so that's always, oh you're always worried about that. Yeah. yeah. Hormones. Mm-hmm. The first yeah, thing when... that comes out of his mouth, hand on pipe, he says, are any of you bitten? Uh, Yasmin spins the gun around so it's like back on her back again and she's not holding it. Um, n- no, we um, managed to get through this yours uh, relatively safety. safely. Yeah, Darren like would lift shirt, like lift his shirt, like show like while talking is absolutely just like doesn't care. It's just being <laughs> as transparent and trying to get this over and like as quickly as possible, basically. So his, while the Yasmin is talking, just showing every bit of skin he can think to show that is, you know, family-friendly. Yeah. For the family-friendly uh, show we're on. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, the the teens kind of follow your lead, and they're, like, showing their arms, and, and they're, you know, showing their neck. They're like, no, we're, none of us, none of us are bitten. And... He seems... Uh, comforted by the fact that you're so um, willing to to be like, no, no, look here, check. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bitten. Um, he seems to relax a lot at that. Um, and you, you actually see his shoulders kind of like slump down a little bit as he's relaxing. He says, "My name is Carter, uh, and I can officially say it is a pleasure to meet you. Let me introduce you to everyone." And he turns towards the staircase that will lead down into the main area of the church. Do you follow? Yep. Alright. As you are heading downstairs, um, why don't the two of you describe what everyone is seeing as you are coming into this main area? Uh, who, uh, Darren, you go first. Uh... Darren is a tall, skinny, um, white tech bro kind of vibe. Um, he prior, as if you had, if you had seen Darren several days ago, he would have been dressed immaculately, uh, you know, but like fun and functional, appropriate office executive kind of thing. But he's pretty young, uh, but now is definitely like a little gaunter bags under his eyes, has all kinds of, you know, has like children's soccer knee pads on his forearms as bracers, is just warily holding like a trash can lid and a pistol, and is looking around with like a little bit of nerves, but also immediately, like you can tell he is so relieved to be here, even as conflicted as he is. There's also an eye patch situation. And an eye patch, yes. And it is not, it's a little grody. Listen, I did my best with what I had on hand. Yeah, it's just not ideal, the whole situation. <laughs> Don't ask, it was a really cool way 
that I lost my eye. Don't ask about it. I don't like to fight talk with a about bear. It. Yeah, it was really yeah. cool though, for sure, for sure. <laughs> uh, Yasmin is a middle-aged woman, um, tanned skin, uh, hijab. Um, she's wearing a long sleeve shirt and uh, clearly does not seem comfortable in it, but it is, uh, you know, practical. Uh, long slacks, uh, boots, carrying a large rucksack on her back, uh, like the big camping ones, and an AK-47 that is strapped on top of that. Um, she's uh, seeming pretty calm, considering, um, but uh, just keeping a lookout everywhere and seems just to be keeping an eye on the children as well. Um, after everything that we went through. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, probably not. Yeah. There's also a situation of, you know, soccer pads and all these things as well. But split it. Uh, and as they are coming down, um, the two of you, you see a few people scattered in uh, this main church area. You can see the windows you know, all boarded up from the inside here. Uh, you see, um, probably the first person that you would see, uh, you, you see someone, a man, sitting and kind of like holding a, a box in his hand. Um, Rick, why don't you describe your character to us? You're sitting on, on this bench as, uh, is a man, obviously uh, office worker, the tie and collar still needlessly pulled up uh, tight. Uh, probably the only dent uh, in his bureaucratic armor is he's taking the opportunity to roll his sleeves up two turns, but that's it. The, the tie is still in a perfect place. Um, and uh, he he looks up from his box as he sees you guys uh, coming down the stairs and starts to to stand as is customary when meeting so. And a little ways off, you probably kind of hear the sound of a, uh, uh, let me ask, Joy, is it spray paint or is it like markers? Like uh, it's, Sharpie it's spray, situation? It's spray right. paint, yeah. Yeah, you hear uh, a spray paint can being kind of like clicking around. You look over. Um, yeah, describe Joy to us. Uh, Joy doesn't look older than, like, 17, probably, like, a junior in, like, high school. Um, she's wearing, like, a ratty, like, hoodie and, uh, has, like, a, a, a baggy t-shirt underneath with some, uh, pants and sneakers. Um, kind of, like, dusted with, like, dirt and, like, you know, been out and running around. Um, but yeah, she's just sitting there, like anxiously shaking the can, um, not spraying it, but just shaking it constantly, like stopping, looking at everybody, shaking it again, just, but also just kind of keeping to herself for the time being. And kind of like scanning over a little bit more, you see what can only be described as a mailman, uh, Marty. Right, so Marty is probably, I mean, he's probably sitting on a bench fiddling with his USPS official scanner. Um, he's middle-aged, 
late 30s, early 40s. Uh, his uniform is pretty tattered, although, I mean, who wouldn't be a little tattered in this situation? Uh, and even though it's spring, he's already got his uniform shorts on uh, with the tall socks. Um, but uh, yeah, as he sees you guys uh, coming down the stairs, his little scanner makes a couple beep beep beeps and he sort of puts it in his little holster, looks up and gives a little wave and then notices that no one is really like, you know, it's a tense situation so he puts his hand down and looks around and takes his scanner back out and makes a couple more beeps. Oh, Darren would definitely wave back for the record as oh. like it could be extraordinarily tense and Darren would just kind of also do like a... Fantastic, all right. Glancing over, probably sitting on a bench as well, you see a, I guess the best way to describe this is you see a, a mom, cardigan, cardigan sweater, uh, Nancy. Nancy Keen is a former stay-at-home soccer mom. She's about five foot six. Her blonde hair is still perfectly styled, despite everything that's happened. She's maybe 45, but she looks a little bit younger because she's had a tasteful nose job. And she's still wearing all of her jewelry, that fancy cardigan that's from Neiman's. And she just spent all of her time while the kids were in school, whiling away the hours, watching all these fun marathons on TV. But now that the kids have graduated and the dead have risen, she's putting those skills to the test. Uh, Carrie, as they enter, is the Reverend within earshot? Uh, no. Um, and the, the last person that you see, uh, Parker. What do what do they see from you? Parker is probably also sitting in one of the one of the pews. Um, he is about five ten or five eleven. His hair was bleached, uh, but that was a very long time ago. It has grown out to about his shoulder, so just the very tips of it are still that sort of dirty blonde at this point. The rest of it is dark. He is very tan, like he has spent a lot of time outside. And he is wearing a white, ratty-looking T-shirt that says uh, "spew" across it in a very stylized font, with a spray-painted vomiting emoji with X's over the eyes. Uh, flannel shirt over that, rolled-up, cuffed black jeans, Doc Martens. He has an acoustic guitar across his lap that has a crack through the body that he is in the process of tuning to the best of his ability. And his arms have a host of tattoos that have no theme or style connection to each other. Just a mix of everything you could possibly imagine. And he is also going to smile very widely when you come in and wave. Yeah, and there's this, a few moments of silence as everyone kind of like looks over and sees each other. Um, I'll let you decide who breaks that silence. Nancy, oh. Oh no. Please, go I, ahead. I, I, I am very much enjoying this being a tie of both of us breaking the silence <laughs> at the same time. Because that feels about right. Correct, yeah. Uh, from the vibes presented. Um, yeah, Darren, Darren, at least on his 
at his, you know, we'll, at the count of three, we'll be saying these things at the same time. But Darren would just start introducing himself of like, hi, everybody. My name is Darren. Uh, I'm uh, we were across the way. This is, you know, it's like just just doing like a weirdly formal kind of like. Oh, yeah, uh, you know, this is us kind of kind of introduction. Nancy will look up, see everyone scan the room and I the, the reverend is not in the room. He's somewhere else. Right. Or okay. Uh, so Nancy looks around, hears you like starting to speak, and she says, Oh Jesus fucking Christ. We've got more of them. Darren just I like turns very like very <laughs> subtly, because Darren is a skilled social chameleon, but definitely does turn and just look at Yasmin just I sorry, what is it that you are meaning? It's it's just been a, a bit of a, a bit of a day here at the church. Uh, some some things have happened. Some words have been said. Um, it's I, I guess we shouldn't be surprised that people are showing up, but I, I guess. Uh, oh, go ahead. I was just, I don't think Nancy is intending to be unneighborly, but it has been <laughs> uh, it has been a bit of a stressful time for some of us, all of us actually um so um you know please please take that into account don't judge her uh just from from that she really is a lovely person oh yes. my god <laughs> where where are my manners i'm i'm nancy keen it's nice to meet you um welcome to our our church everything's gonna be okay baby it's not a very straight lace is going to put his hand out and, and walk over towards Darren. Um, Finally. He does so, he's going to cut his eyes over to Carter with a questioning look and, and kind of mouth. Check. Did you check? I checked. They're good. Um, uh, Doug, Doug Michaels, it's uh, nice to meet you. I think you said your name was Darren. Y yes, sir. Doug, it is. it is a pleasure to meet you. Thank you. Uh, thank you all, of course, for uh, for for welcoming us. He says, knowing that it's complicated. Um, this, yeah, th thank you all. It's uh, we also have uh, had a couple of days for sure. Uh, we were traveling with others actually um, to try and get here. Um, and um, do do you know white columns? White Columns, the subdivision, it's about two miles that way. Did you go through it? Do you know? Has it been overrun? Is it? Has the infection gotten there? Do, do you know that one? White Columns, middle upper class. I'm um, I uh, I actually live out in uh, out in Hinsdale, which you would all anyone who lives in Chicago knows it's the very rich suburb. Um, and I just I commute straight downtown, so I don't I'm not really, I don't really know. Um, but yeah, uh, who uh. I, uh, I looked at I looked at Yasmin. Do do you have you seen White Columns? Is it okay? Uh, I am. Um, I live uh, closer to this hospital. Um, my name is Doctor Yasmin Khan. I'm a, a, a surgeon. Um, if you would like, uh, do you have any injured? I can take a look. I brought medical supplies and a packed bag on on my back. I'm gonna go <laughs> ahead and have Yasmin and Darren just roll a. Just roll an empathy roll for me. I'll let you use empathy or detect motives. 
I was too distracted by Doug's very good handshake. <laughs> Two failures. That's a one under 38. Nice. <laughs> and so, it's a one, not a 100, right? Yeah, I had to You've double check. Burned that is a many one. times. <laughs> that has bit me so many times. No, that's so, a one. <laughs> the more you're seeing these people greet you, it's becoming very evident to you, Yasmin, that these people have been in here since it began. They haven't seen anything else. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that is just becoming very clear to you from the way that they are interacting and, and just the, the general morale um, in the church itself. I think Parker is going to set the guitar down and walk over and, and he's going to put a hand on Doug's shoulder as he gets there and he's going to say, look, I'm I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure they're fine. And then he's going to turn to the other two, the, the, all the newcomers, including the teenagers, and he's going to say, welcome to the church. Uh, didn't want you to feel like you were unwelcome. Sorry about that. But, uh, you know, can we it's safe here. Can I can I take your weapons? Of course. Is there somewhere you are keeping them in cache to ensure that they're easy to access in case? Wow, that sounds like a really good idea. Can we do something <laughs> like that? One of the teenagers interrupts and um, they say, it, it's safe here, right? Yeah, it's totally safe here. Yeah, definitely. Marty is going to look at Doug and Nancy and be like, but we want to tell him, right? A um, uh, Carter kind of holds up his hand and, and looks to Yasmin and Darren. Did Shannon send you? Do you know, do you know Shannon? Was, it, yeah. was that who? Like... Mason's partner. Yeah. The one that, yeah. Um, we never met Shannon, but um, she, I'm sorry, she she did not make it. Um, it is because of her we know that you are here, though, um, why we came. With that, Carter doesn't say anything else. He just turns and goes and sits down, and you just see him kind of put his head in his hands. I think at a certain point, um, maybe you you hear him more than before you see him, but uh, the reverend is going to enter the room and you hear him say, come, let us return to the Lord, for he has torn us, but he will heal us. He has wounded us, but he will bandage us. Welcome. I see we have some newcomers. Hello, everyone. Uh, the, reverend, the reverend is um, not a particularly tall guy, thin, uh, wearing the classic black robes and a white collar. He has this kind of tight red hair kind of in his hair and he, he wears these glasses. Um, just has a big smile on his face and is speaking very softly. I feel like the energy in the room shifts drastically. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> could I do like a, a... Darren is very familiar with the power of making an entrance especially uh, to newcomers or to, you know, around a boardroom, whatever. Can he, he could, could I roll 
some sort of, I don't remember what the, an insight check, whatever the, the, the term is. Not necessarily on him, just because I feel like it's a little early, but like to really read how everyone else reacts to him entering the room. Yeah, like I just think... to get a sense of like what his like presence means to these people. I think a detect motives would be good for that one. I rolled really bad. <laughs> you I... can see Doug start patting his pockets like he's looking for something and he uses that as an excuse to turn his back to the reverend and, and maybe step off a few steps i was gonna say that i think uh i think like it as the reverend as the reverend makes his entrance parker's gonna try to pull the the teens away almost like uh very very intentionally just kind of be like engaging them in, in conversation like hey uh you know what's your name um you should, why don't you come meet Joy? And he's going to try to like lead them away from where the Reverend is going to be doing whatever he's about to do. Yeah. Uh, I, I would also I, add that Marty would probably intervene himself between uh, the Reverend and these two, and the two that Parker hasn't taken with him. <laughs> uh, and I mean, Marty is like a, a short but kind of stocky guy. And he, when this happens, he sort of gets in there and he's like, his shoulders are a little set back. Doesn't look like he's gonna attack anyone, but there's definitely some sort of like, hey, what's going on? We just got some new people who arrived. Uh, a doctor, she's got some medical supplies. Um, you know, it, it it all seems good. It all seems they're not bit. We're all on the level here. Well, as they're distracted with the newcomers, uh, the Reverend's gonna notice the teenagers and walk over to them and say, oh, thank the Lord. The children are here. They're still alive. They are God's gift after all, and I'll pat them all in their heads nicely. We're going to need them if we're going to survive this. Praise the Lord. All of them kind of look over at Yasmin and Darren, like like mom and dad, basically. Yeah, like, I'm going to walk know, over like... and kind of interject. I feel like Yasmin adjusts her, her scarf a little bit, yeah. just <laughs> yeah. subconsciously uh, knowing where we are. And just say, um, uh, Father, is that how I, um, it is a pleasure to meet you, Dr. Yasmin Khan. Um, thank a doctor, you for, that's uh, wonderful to, yes. to know. Yes, um, is there anything we can do to assist? Uh, it is uh, with great pleasure we are able to um, offer any help we can. That's wonderful news. It's Anything you can do would be wonderful. Uh, keeping quiet will certainly help and preparing yourself as we all are preparing ourselves for when the flock arrives. The flock? Yes, and I gesture outside to the windows. Do you have other people that you have sent out to, um, to collect survivors here? Not that I'm aware of. The, the flock is you, it's me, it's these folks, it's everyone outside. We'll all be saved at some point, I'm sure of it. I see that your faith is strong, as is mine. I, uh, it is good to have hope in such trying times. I appreciate that, and it's good to have someone with faith here, as we all could learn to have a little bit of faith. Am I right? And I gesture out to all the survivors in the room. <laughs> have we uh, searched them for weapons, made sure that they put them away? Parker? Um... 
Yeah, I mean, they clearly, yeah, they, they do. Uh, we they, they had some really good ideas about, you know, organizing them and keeping them in one spot that I really think we should implement. But I was actually just going to, you know, go show uh, these three what Joy is working on. I think probably they'd really get a kick out of it. You know, we're always saying she should associate with people her own age. Of course, yes. Uh, I'm going to prepare communion, so if anyone is hungry, I'll go unlock the cabinet and have food ready for you. Come find me when you're ready. Oh boy. Of course. The, the teens, like, shuffle awkwardly over to where Joy is, and they just kind of, like, sit down. They, they make eye contact, but they, they seem very uneasy right now. Carrie... I I have to ask you a, a question that I don't I don't like. Um, I rolled really bad on the empathy roll and like a, the the motive roll. And all these people keep talking about how like like you you mentioned they don't know how bad it is. Like they they have they've been in here. They keep saying, oh yeah, more people are gonna come. We know that that is murky uh, and it keeps getting brought up and I Nathan am going back and forth on whether Darren would say something just be like guys I gotta be honest you know he would of course frame it in a raw raw kind of way but like I I am wondering if the empathy roll that I rolled earlier rolls over to whether I would figure out if that is a good idea or if I could roll a new one or a passive one or something like that, because like it would occur to Darren that he should tell these people, or at least it would occur to that like these people must not know, and we definitely know. Yeah, go ahead and make another detect motives roll. Okay, that's great news since I rolled so bad the last time. Oh, I rolled worse. Oh no. <laughs> I rolled worse. <laughs> I rolled really bad. Almost another 100. It was a 98. Oh, oh man. Um, I'm going to have to get uh, actual human dice because... <laughs> the virtual dice aren't doing it today. And apparently not. Can I ask, with whether with my previous one or with a different role, do they seem afraid of the Reverend or are they like drinking the Kool-Aid as it were? I'll say with that 1%, that was over three levels of success, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, I will say there there is a good layer of fear in here. Okay. Um, yeah. Darren, with that failure, I think... Darren's a talker. Well, you know, you gotta be transparent with your people. You know, the people you're working with, that's the foundation of good business, good progress, and just good teamwork. Um, and so at some point, I think we've moved past it, but it's been, you know, mentioned a couple times. Um, but Darren would would kind of look around the room and say, you know, guys, uh, hey, just if, if I could just get, get your attention, you know, give me some eyes just for a moment. Um, we don't know, we haven't heard uh, too much, but, uh, before the cell towers and stuff went down, 
you know, just want to make sure we're all on the same page here. Uh, we called uh, a lot of people. The people we were we were with reached out to their uh, close contacts, and uh, it seems like what's happening is happening at a very wide scale. I don't want to, you know, theorize or make any assumptions, but phone calls to Wisconsin, uh, phone calls downtown, um, and everywhere we um, we reached out to, and he's like losing steam now, uh, was uh, um, not, not in a good place. I think Yasmin puts a hand on his shoulder. I think what Darren is trying to say is that it does not look good at the moment, but we are here and we are safe, and that is absolutely something ex- to be ex- thankful for. Exactly, and and you know, I think it's just good that we're on the same page, that we're building the same direction, we're starting from the same place, the same he assumptions, squeezes. and then we go from there. <laughs> <laughs> From there, I I appreciate uh, you're sharing that with us, but uh, it doesn't mean anything. There's there's probably places where people are are just fine and safe. You know, you're giving us anecdote, but no real empirical evidence. Um, There's there's got to be places where everything is okay and everyone. It is important to have hope. I, I too have family that are not here. Um, I think we all have someone we care about that is not here. Um, and if we keep up our own uh, hope or faith or whatever it is that you feel in your heart, whatever, um, it will help us keep going until we can find them again. Yes? We should be finding these people now. Let's let's not do this again. You, you said you heard of Shannon. How did you hear of Shannon? And um, did you find any other groups of people like us? Or are we the first you've run into? Um, there was a group of us in uh, an apartment building not too far away, uh, as well as a building across from us. And um, it is that group which had bumped into Shannon. They... Um, they made contact, we brought our groups together, it's where the children came from, and uh, her intelligence that you were here and well barricaded um, was what drove us to come find you. Um, and to, well, uh, what's the word? Um, collect our unique skills and supplies, and we brought everything that we could carry um, to help bolstered groups as well but but you are the only other alive people we've seen did you you didn't see anyone else out there there are a few we have another half of our party as well um we were separated uh, but keep a weather eye hopefully they will make their way here as well yeah but they they know where we were going you guys were always the destination i'm sure that They'll be here, and they are, they're a great bunch of folks, you know, I think they'll really add a lot to the team here, and then we'll, we'll get to go from there, and it'll all be, I'll be, I'll be great. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put a hand on Doug's shoulder, give him a pat, and say, 
Um, you know, hang on to that present, buddy, but, um, uh, you know, the information we keep hearing just keeps getting not good. I oh, know, we're, we're getting anecdotes. It's a little pot. Of course, everybody's going to talk about what was what was worse. I mean, I, I, Doug's just going to kind of shrug it off, walk over to a pew, sit down, and start fiddling with the box. At, at this point, Nancy will will turn to the others that are still in the church group that haven't joined like a pew uh, and say, well, we can't really go out changing what's out there in the world, but we can change what's in here. And just kind of tries to send a knowing look at the, the people in, in the church and the newcomers before turning and kind of loudly calling to the reverend, Oh, Reverend, I I just wanted to pick your brain. Nancy! No yelling. I just wanted to pick your brain about the resurrection in the Bible. And I wanted to get your your wonderful, knowledgeable, reverendy insight on that matter. It seems like the kind of thing that might be somewhat relevant to the situation that we're facing currently. Well, I'm, I'm glad to know that you're interested in the Lord's Word. Come, while I build the communion, why don't you come help me and I'll, I'll talk to you about it. Of course, Reverend. Thank you for accepting even us lapsed Catholics at your church. And before I join a pew, I will, I will turn to Darren and Yasmin and whisper, don't trust him. Don't let the kids with him. And I'll join a pew. What has Joy been doing? I think while all the adults have been talking, Joy has probably tried to shuffle her and the other teens into like a hallway where she's been uh, tagging up and down with the spray paint and just like show them like her little bag that has just like a couple cans and I'm just like pass them out and we're just all just tagging up the walls. Probably in silence too. I don't think, I don't think any of them would be asking any questions. They're just, you can kind of see them too, like looking out at, like trying to see where Yasmin and, and Darren are, trying to listen in on any conversations. You see, they're looking more and more terrified the longer that they're here. Mm -hmm. I'm like looking around to see like where the Reverend's at, um, but. Hopefully, like, I also make eye contact with Parker and, like, give him a look like someone needs to, like, say something. <laughs> Just keep at it. <laughs> um, let me ask, is there anything specific that you are putting on these walls? Are you writing any sort of message or, or anything like that? Or are you just doing, like, your usual... I think it started with just like the usual tagging that I would normally like do around town, but eventually it's probably starting to like draw out what like some of the zombies look like just to kind of fill that stuff, like writing that like on the sides of the wall, like zombie, but like in like a, a more of like a tagger, like short form kind of way. But it's just, yeah, it's slowly becoming a process of yeah. like decompressing like the stress of this. Fair enough. Uh, receiving that look 
from from Joy, Parker is going to turn back to Darren and Yasmin and, and say, we got a room that I think would work for a weapon stockpile. If you think you're going to stay for a minute, I can show you. Of course. I'm not trying to take them to a specific room, but like anywhere with a little more privacy. And assuming that we have a place like that, then um, are you both coming? Um, where are the te- where are the teens? The teens are in the hallway with Joy. Okay. Is anyone else like? Nancy's with the Reverend, but like, hmm. I think I think Darren Darren would go, and I don't think would shoot a look to Yasmin or anything. But I think part of the reason Darren would go is that he has a screwdriver that he's sharpened as one of his weapons, and is going to take this opportunity if he is actually going to dish weapons to put it somewhere on him, on his person. Like a pocket, I mean, anywhere, pocket, inside one of the, the, the children's soccer shin pads, any, like anything. He's going to try and like make sure that, that that at least, while attention is not on the new people, is stashed away. Um, is is Parker like come out to us or has he kind of motioned us over to go somewhere? Like, are we in proximity of the kids? I think he is basically like stepping to the middle of the church and mm-hmm. talking to you and sort of indicating that you should you should follow from like a halfway point, basically. Um, Ismin would would say, uh, yes, of course, but she'd go over to the kids first. And just lean into probably the one I gave the tire iron to, um, and say, um, if the Reverend tries to bring you anywhere, you come find me. You understand? I don't. I don't want to be here. I know. We will figure this out. I promise. You can trust us. I will look after you. And I, I squeeze the shoulder um, and go with uh, with Parker. Yeah, and you're and able I, to find a yeah a room sort of in private. Cool, like a broom closet or something. Um, and Parker will open the door, show you both inside, and try to, if we can all fit, shut it behind the three of us. And then he's going to let out a breath that he's been holding and sort of drop the very happy, welcoming sort of smile routine. And he's going to say, you all picked a really complicated time to show up. Uh, got that. What is the problem? What is his, um, what, how you say, how, what is his deal? Up until, up until like, like yesterday, he was fine. He seemed fine. He's... None of us really know him. We all kind of just ended up here. But 
lot changed. Something changed. I, I don't know what, but, but he's, I mean, now he walks around giving these sermons all the time. And, um, he's, um, he's, uh, hurt, hurt some people. What do you, what do you mean? He calls it sacrifice. It was too late for any of us to do anything by the time we, we realized what was happening. He threw someone off the off the tower. He said it was a sacrifice that it would it would keep us safe. And right now, I we haven't really had a chance to figure out what we're doing, what our plan is. He's kind of always around, and you heard him. He has, oh, he has the food. He has this place locked up, and none of us really know what's out there, anyway. Okay. At this, like Darren's heart snaps in half. Like Darren was barely holding it together long enough to get here and to hear that this it's like that this situation is is sounds worse maybe than when where we came from just immediately like Yasmin and Parker would both see him just like slump over just even beyond the horribleness of it the like dire world, <laughs> I guess, that he's entered into and that he has helped bring other people into and might bring other other people of the group into um, is like immediately he starts like spiraling just a little bit. You will... Obviously, one of my tenants that I have followed for many years is do no harm, but you do also outnumber him by quite a lot. Has there yeah. been um, a resistance of any kind? Look, you saw us. <laughs> We're the ones who stayed behind to, like, barricade. There have been people who have gone out to try to get supplies, find other survivors. There's a reason that wasn't us. And like you're here now, you've got guns. I assume you know how to use them. Hmm. I don't know. Like I said, we haven't had, we haven't even been able to fucking talk <laughs> about what happened. Do you, does, I mean, does it, does he have like his, uh, does anyone uh, like a, I don't know, agree? It's not. That's not. A, that's not the word. Uh, support. I it's don't, complicated. Like, 
I mean, you said you showed up. You said you showed up because you met Shannon's partner. Mm -hmm. You didn't hear the bells then. We did. Yeah. Uh, uh, yesterday, day before. Okay. There was a lot of. There was a lot of arguing about the bells. Not everybody agreed with each other. I can't imagine anybody thinks that the sacrifices are going to work. I, I don't know. Doug's been pushed pretty, pretty far by all this, but he's, like I said, he's always around and it's hard to talk about any of this. Speaking of always around, um, the Reverend is making his way around the church, letting everyone know that it's communion time and to come join us. Parker's gonna Parker's just gonna say as the Reverend starts calling everybody to communion. Parker's just gonna say I'm I'm not telling you this to tell you what to do. I'm not telling you to like shoot anyone or anything. That's obviously whatever you wanna do. You're going to do it. I just want you to know what's going on. And he looks around and then leans in and says a little quieter. Just keep your weapons with you. I'll just say that I flaked. Nobody would disbelieve that. Thanks. And then we'll leave the closet. And when, I, I think, I'm oh, sorry, I was going to say just the last thing, and it can be the dramatic button, but Darren would lean in and say, what are we going to tell the others? Are we going to wait for them? Or do we want them even to come? And I imagine they just got to like share a look and then <laughs> walk so as not to arouse suspicion. Yep. So uh, this... when, Do when Doug saw Parker take uh, Darren and Yasmin to another room, sets the box down on the pew, straightens up his tie, and walks over to Marty. Uh, Marty, um, I, I just wanted you to know I, I appreciated the sentiment earlier. Uh, I really did. Um, look, the, there's going to have to be some certain social structure here there's gonna have to be some some contract between us all if there's not some organization it's all gonna go to hell really really quickly um look we're in a church the the natural leader would be the priest well he disqualified himself quickly right so we, we've got to have some order here now you know, Darren, he, he looks like the natural leader type. He comes in and just, we don't know this guy. Look, you're a government official. I, I think I think you need to stand up and, and start, you know, taking control of this situation a, a little bit. I've got your back on this and, you know, you, you take control of it. I'll support you, you know, and then look, if the government's going to come and save everybody, well, there's people out there. We got, we need to get here quick, right? And, and I'll back your play on all of this, man. I, I, I'm in your corner, and uh, and I'll 
give him a pat on the shoulder like he did me and now just we good listen uh i appreciate the sentiment i mean the world has already gone to hell <laughs> like and it's already gone to hell out there and in here so i don't know how much order we can impose on any situation um but i absolutely agree with you that the reverend is he has disqualified himself for uh <clears throat> for any sort of uh leadership position in this group uh and while i agree that if the government is coming we should be doing everything in our power to make sure that we're attracting as many people we can save as possible you know i i don't know how you know, this is not a safe place, and, and you know that, and I know that. Um, so, I'm honestly a little bit at, at a loss. I mean, my my boss was eaten. I saw it happen. I don't I don't know if that makes me like next in line for anything. But uh... look, it's that kind of level-headedness that we need in a leader around here. So, uh, all right. Well, all right. So. We need to get Joy, and we we need to get Nancy, and we need to get Parker. And if we're going to make any sort of play, we have to have everyone on board. So, uh, if you can grab Nancy, or talk to her, and I'll I'll talk to Joy and Parker, and we. I mean, we're gonna have to. We can't just do this half cocked. Like we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to lay some groundwork here, right? Oh, absolutely. The worst. Thing we can do is go into a group with a, what are we going to do? Let's take the plan to them. Right? I think we can convince them. Remember, got your back. You're the man here. You, you're a government official. So, Marty beeps his little scanner. <laughs> <laughs> and it is at this moment that you hear the Reverend's voice. Um, okay. From what was said previously. Um, at this point, uh, as everyone kind of comes and joins at the front of the church, the reverend on his altar has laid out uh, food. Uh, clearly, he has some kind of pantry he has access to, and he puts away a big chain of keys that he's got on his pocket um, and is laying out food. It looks like stuff you'd find in the middle of a grocery store, packaged foods, cereals, you know, things that are um, not perishable, some, some kind of fruits and stuff. Um, and uh, as everyone comes to the front, he calls them and says, Everyone, I, I have good news. While I was upstairs praying, I received a message about how to proceed. We in here are saved by the Lord. Those out there, the flock, they too will be saved. But they need us to guide them. We've been placed here to purify ourselves. And so as we take communion today, I'm going to call out some new guidelines we should follow to keep ourselves safe. And I'll gesture for someone to come up first and take communion. Um, probably to probably to Nancy since she's uh, been helping me. And as you approach Nancy, I hold up a banana and I say, this is the body of Christ. And I hand it to you. Praise the Lord. And one at a time, this is the body of Christ. And I hand a, a tasty cake or a you know, box of cereal or something. 
And as I go through this and hand each everyone some rations, I say, there is new commandments I'd like us to think of. The first, thou shalt not yell or make excessive noise. And I look at Nancy and then I continue. Thou must be baptized to stay in this church. Cleansing ourselves makes us pure. Thou shalt take communion every morning. And I gesture to everyone with their food. Thou shalt not curse or take the Lord's name in vain. Thou shalt not mock the reverend. Thou shalt not fornicate or gamble while in our sanctuary. Thou shalt pray for forgiveness twice per day. Thou shalt renounce all earthly possessions, including weapons, while in the church, and I look at Parker. And finally, thou shalt not kill a member of the flock, and again, I gesture outside. Now, since we have some newcomers, perhaps now is the best time to begin the baptisms, and I'm going to start heading over to where I normally baptize folks and filling it with jugs of fresh water. Is he, is he talk like, do we get the impression that he means like the undead as the flock, just to be clear? I think that, I think right then is when that sinks in to, to with Darren. Cause I was um, there, I had been wondering and then Altho was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like they're just talking about other people out there. And then that is like, okay, no, that, that might, that feels like it maybe tips the scale just a bit. Yeah. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. It's going to take him a minute, but he is uncorking fresh, clean water and pouring it into mm-hmm. a big tub. Yeah. Uh, just to be clear, Yasmin did not take communion for, yeah. Um, so he, I don't, would you like, expecting her to do so or do you stop at the original people in the church and not feed Darren and Yasmin and the kids until the yeah. baptism happens because Darren stands like with Yasmin like doesn't move like sees Yasmin also not moving and like would you know kind of do the like gentle shoulder on on you know gentle touch on the shoulder for the kids to be like why don't you just you know stick with us but yeah so we we definitely would not if that changes the proceedings. Yep. Yeah, and Nothing. I would note, I would note everyone else probably took the food because this is the only time you would have been given food today. The others have had a chance to eat previously. Um, the Reverend thinks maybe it's perhaps you need to be baptized first. Then you'll get your hunger. Great. Would anyone like um, to go first? Uh, uh, okay, uh, you know, hey, hey, uh, Reverend, uh, and Darren, again, Yasmin knows Darren enough to know that he is now just, like, absolutely winging it, <laughs> like, puts on a good show. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Yasmin would know that Darren is just winging it, just trying to, like, yes and until it gets to where he needs to be, you know, kind of bebop and scatting. Um, and he's like, Re- Reverend, again, you know, uh, hey, uh, thank you so much again, and this is to everybody, of course, too, uh, for welcoming us here. We were, you know, we this was a, definitely a, a place of 
of sanctuary for us, you know, and it's great to hear, uh, it'd be great to meet so many of you. Uh, it's a challenging time, um, and it seems like there's some things happening uh, where we came from. Uh, we were, it was very democratic, you know, we all, we talked through things, you know, uh, you know, there's a, there's a, a quote I like to say is that, you know, leaders think and talk about the solutions, you know, followers think and talk about the problems. And I think now is maybe a good time to be leaders, all of us, right? Just like Brian Tracy said, I think now, now maybe, you know, we, we, we talk about it, learn what all the rules are, make sure it fits everybody moving forward. And he's like, he is he is making, he is mostly obviously talking to the Reverend, but is also kind of like skillfully making eye contact with everybody as much as he can, even just for a, just a microsecond, um, as he's just kind of riffing and being like, well, let's slow down and maybe let's talk about this and buy some time and figure out what the fuck is happening here. I couldn't agree more that we are all leaders. And so that's why we have to be ready. We are warriors for God. And it starts with cleansing yourself. And out of game, I will point out, this is probably the first bit of fresh water you've seen for a while. A shower for some of you in the first couple of days. But um, yeah, he is, uh, he is insistent that somebody go in. Uh, mm. He'll he'll gesture also to uh, Cooper. Uh, Cooper, would you be a brave Carter. warrior for God? Carter, excuse me. Cooper's my dog. Who just? <laughs> oh, excuse me. Um, uh, Reverend, uh, appreciate what you're doing here, uh, but you you have to know that this is a, an extreme spiritual step for a lot of these people, um, myself included, and I think we may need some time to prepare mentally. For what we're about to go through, you know, could we have like a quiet congregation moment where we can just, you know, sit mm. together, steal ourselves, fortify ourselves, go through, you know, our make quiet prayer and contemplation uh, before we we. Uh, then submit to this um, new commandment. Is that possible? Yeah, you know, I, wow, M uh, Marty, thank you so much. I, I, I really, I think expressed a really great sentiment and I don't know, I hope maybe everyone else shares. If not, now is a great time to say so. But you know, Brene Brown says, you know, when we fail to set boundaries and hold people accountable, we can feel used and mistreated. And, you know, I think, you know, we're just asking, you know, let's set some boundaries. Let's talk. Let's, let's, you know, make sure we're all on the same page here. That's a great, great idea, Marty. Great idea, everyone else. Yeah. Sound 100 percent with Marty. Great, great comments there, Marty. I think uh, everybody would do well to listen. To that sounds like commandment 17. Thou shalt pray for forgiveness twice per day. I think it's a great idea. Go ahead and break into prayer groups and we'll meet together again in a moment. Children, would you like to come pray with me? And I'll reach out to the teens. Oh, yes. I, yes. I think yes. actually. I think I got it, Father. Yeah, I've, I've actually, I know some hymns. I was just gonna, yeah. you know, do a little jam sesh with the youths. Wonderful. I'll pray. Um, Darren uh, locks eyes with Yasmin and kind of like 
turns his back a little bit to the reverend, you know, just kind of like turning to break out into groups, our new, our, our prayer groups that we're definitely going to be doing. And Darren, like, locks eyes with Yasmin and kind of, like, gives just, like, a quick, like, eye, eye shift over to one side and then kind of starts walking the opposite direction in, like, a... I think we're... We are close enough on the same page that we should maybe be feeling out others. Um... Yep. And going from there, um, and just kind of like starts walking towards some other group of people. Yep, I'll go to a different group of people. Maybe uh, Nancy, probably. I think. Yeah, Nancy has her own little prayer group. She's speaking very loudly, very confidently. Even though, if you kind of listen to what she's saying, like it's clearly not anything from the Bible. She's just kind of riffing and making things up, but it sounds very convincing. And she she sees you uh, come up, Yasmin, and gestures for you to to sit down before leaning in closer and and saying did they explain what what happened here do you know yes yes um are you all right uh, besides well have you had thoughts on how to deal with it? If he has a routine, um, anything that can help us? I, th I thought a little bit about it. Carrie, would it be appropriate for Nancy to have found a like a crucifix statue and to have been like sharpening the end of it into a shank just whenever she's kind of got got a moment by herself? Uh, hell yeah. Then in that case, I, I take out of out of my card again, and I, I show you that I have the sharpened crucifix. And I, I say, worst case scenario, worst case, I offer to be the next sacrifice, and I stab him in the throat. One hopes that, that it will not come to that. But you, you and Darren, right? You have guns. Mm -hmm. You know how to use them? Yes. I do, at least. Darren is fine. I, I I have been, for the last three birthdays, to to a shooting range <laughs> slash barcade. So, you know, I'm not shabby. Mm -hmm. Almost as good as Yasmin. <laughs> and you're willing to kill if you need to? I would rather not. But to protect the children, they will do what needs to be done if it comes to that. But surely, I don't want to say that everyone can be reasoned with, because that is certainly not true. But perhaps there is a different option. And for the record, as we're doing the chalk and talking, I'm keeping an eye out to make sure the Reverend is not like coming around to our little prayer group. Um, just because, you know. The Reverend has actually kind of walked away as go goes upstairs. Great. But yeah. So what are the groups? We have um, Yasmin and Nancy in the same group. Um, probably the teens joy and parker in the same group so um is it like darren marty and doug together the power trio <laughs> fantastic uh let's let's go ahead and visit um 
let's go ahead and visit the teens. Um, as Teen you're squad. all kind of grouping together, the three of them like have their eyes locked on the reverend until finally you kind of grab their attention. Uh, Parker is going to start strumming. He doesn't actually know any hymns. He was 100% lying about that. So he's just going to start strumming and he's going to say quietly to Joy as he does so. Can you fill them in? Get them up to speed. They got to know what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll like look at the kids, the other teens, and I'll kind of like crouch down and, and start like telling them and explaining to them that like, something happened to the reverend like a day or so ago he kind of snapped and like he's been whispering and murmuring and he's been doing all of this weird shit and like i don't know why or what he did but he like yeah he thinks everybody out there is like a flock and then like he's gonna save us he's gonna save the flock it's it's like a weird thing i don't know what exactly it is but he pushed some dude out of a window the other day and yeah like don't trust him and like don't go anywhere with him if he asks you at all like i don't know exactly parker so what's what's the sorry. what's the plan then what, what 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 do we do i look at parker cuz like i don't know <laughs> we haven't been able to do anything if Things start going down. Bullets start flying, whatever. Joy, you gotta get them somewhere safe. All four of you gotta get somewhere safe. Somewhere else in the church. Just like find a door, shut it, lock it, barricade it if you can. Don't come out unless. Don't come out. <laughs> Until it's he, over. What if he rings the bell again? If he rings the bell again, then either the barricades hold or Parker stops in the middle of that sentence and says, if he rings the bell again, the barricades will hold. And I think with that, we're going to cut over to Doug and Marty and Darren. We're following um, commandments. We ought to start with thou shalt not follow a fucking madman. Darren immediately is like, thank God. <laughs> right. Marty's first question is, did Parker fill you in? You you know exactly what's going on here. Uh, so Darren, Darren is trying so fucking hard to have like an iron spine in this moment. He wants to crinkle back up into a ball very badly, uh, but is 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 you can see is like under a lot of duress, just trying to like have bo okay body language, um, and says, um, uh, "Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, uh, I don't. Uh, we don't just now. Um, so uh, I know that." Yasmin and I agree. Um, that is, um, <clears throat> uh, it's, um, it's, a, uh, it's bad. It's that's, yeah. Um, that's, yeah, that's bad. Um, so, um, 
Look, uh, I don't, I don't know if we're, if we're, I don't know how stable we're feeling, if we want to wait it out. We, we came here with other people, like we said, um, and they're supposed to be meeting us here. I, I mean, as much as we can count on anything right now. Um, but I know that they, they'd be with us too, but I don't know if that's what we want to be bringing them into either. Um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, but, but the point is we, we know and we, um, want to do something about it. It can't, well, it can't happen. Yeah. Well, well, as I see it, we have two concerns. The first one is making the church safe for everyone here. And then second, formulating a plan to evacuate. And I look at Doug, and I'm like, that is... That's that's where we are, right? That's a great plan, Marty. I like the way you're going with this. Uh, Harry, my first impression... Sorry, real quick, Marty. My first impression of Darren was he's a natural leader. It's true. Looking it's at him and the, you know, as he just described, feel like he must have crinkled in on himself. Um, am I seeing any body language or cues that that maybe there's a chink in that natural leader armor? Nathan, I'm going to let you answer that answer that question. Um, depending on like who, how good you are at, re- at reading people, Darren is keeping it together. Um, but it's, it's been, you guys obviously have had a rough last, you know, however many hours. Um, and Darren is a person who knows what to say, more or less when to say it, how to say it, who to say it to, um, but is a little hollow right now, for sure. Um, he, he has been confronted with a lot of adversity as of late uh, and uh, hasn't really had much of a respite from that. So he is, he's tired, you know, that's the, I think that's the big thing. All like all resiliency that he may or may not have, especially to these sorts of things, which is not the vibe he puts out. He's not, he's not used to this, may not surprise you to learn, Um, but it's, he has very little right now. He's there, he's for it, he is like present, but is is not like, I'm gonna do this by myself kind of levels of energy and confidence and competence. Uh, no, it's okay. I was just gonna say that, you know, Marty is internalizing Doug's pep talk and feeling uh, that maybe, maybe someone does need to at least formulate a plan. We felt a little formless, a little, little blobby here with our just trying to survive. Um, but Marty knows that the first thing you do in any situation is eliminate the active threat. If that's a dog, if that's an angry customer who didn't, you know, who you forgot to deliver their parcel, you gotta, you gotta lock that down. And obviously the Reverend is that person. Um, Marty doesn't want to kill, but I mean, he's seen that Joy has spray paint that could easily, you know, if we hit him in the face with that, we could blind him. He could, you know, we could stagger him for a bit and then tie him up. Otherwise, I mean, I, I think I'm strong enough. I could physically subdue him if necessary. But, I mean, if it comes to it, are we willing to cross the line and actually 
permanently remove him. And that's what Marty's feeling out right now is like, are, are we ready to take a step? And is Marty like saying that out loud? Like at, mm-hmm. maybe not that, that directly or yeah, maybe it's that not, directly, he's but... not being, he's not being direct about it, but he's like, there are certain moral problems that come with, you know, the sort of actions that we're thinking about. And I know, you know, things are bad and it seems like society has, uh, is crumbling around us. Um, but like how much, you know, classic zombie trope, right? We've all seen it. Are we willing to kill? Are we willing to kill him? Marty's, Marty's wavering, but he's leaning a little more towards yes. Now that there are young people that, uh, like they need protecting, uh, we can't let him do what he did again. Is my thought. At this point, um, Nancy, you you watch Yasmin kind of like break away from your group after realizing that the Reverend is no longer down here. The Reverend went upstairs. Yasmin goes over and begins looking around, like the 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 more of the places that the Reverend was kind of standing at, or where the Reverend would be, kind of looking around to see if there's anything any sort of microphones or recording systems or anything where maybe the reverend could be hearing these conversations right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Yasmin begins looking around, not not finding anything, but your search is cut off by the loud tolling of a bell. You hear it, it echo out through the streets, one, Two, what is your reaction? I'm still holding, I still have it strapped to my back, the AK, so I immediately pull it in front of me, um, pointing down to the ground, um, and just look around at the folk that have been here a while. Um, Probably uh, Doug and Marty um, and Nancy, particularly as the adults, um, and she says, where is the safest place in this church right, th- right now? Do we know if there's like a basement to the church or any question. kind of other side room? I mean, there's a closet, but people can't really fit in there long term. I would say you would know there is a basement. You would also know the door is locked. And you have seen the reverend's keys. Doctor, I think the only safe place in this church is together right now. I don't know. There's a... Uh. <clears throat> is, is the tolling of the bells, I assume that's loud enough that we now have some manner of cover where we don't have to pretend that we're in like our little our little groups anymore we can kind of talk maybe Correct. a little bit this more is, this is tolling loudly and then you hear the sounds of the streets waking up as the these frenzied and infected snarl and like snap back into existence and begin rushing toward the church toward the sound of these echoing bells you begin to hear fists being slammed into the wood breaking off any pieces of the glass of the windows that are still there you hear the snarling you see the hands reaching in and trying to pry away some of the wood you can hear this the smashing against the door itself but the door is holding you can hear frenzied 
all of the ones that had run away from the car horn coming back. We're out of time. Carrie, is it easy to assume that the church has a PA system of some kind uh, used for sermons and stuff? Yeah. Um, you hear the reverend's voice kind of cut in through the PA system, and he says, I have good news, brothers and sisters. Just now I spoke to the Lord, and he promised me. He said that you will all be the last to die when the flock arrived. Isn't that reassuring? And then he just, his voice just cuts out. Oh, fuck, I, man. Yeah, we gotta do the bell. Yeah. Gotta do something him. now. Look at him. When, yeah. he, when he went up the stairs, did he lock the door to the stairs by any chance? I don't or... know if there is even a lock on the door. Okay. Uh, because Nancy, hearing the snarling, mm. hearing that bullshit over the intercom, uh, will turn to the others and say, we're out of time. We don't, we don't have the benefit of being able to sit around and make a fucking plan. So we need, we need to decide if we're, if we're all in. We can't flee. We'll be ripped apart, eaten, something like that. We can go up the stairs. Darren looks and is, again, very hollow, uh, especially saying what he's about to say. He says, I'm, I'll, I'll go up and help stop the bell. Yeah. And then like starts moving a little bit, like slowly and kind of a like, is anyone coming with me, please, 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 <laughs> kind of vibe, but is like starts, starts moving that direction. Um, isn't giving any orders to anyone else or suggestions, but Darren's starting to move that way. Arm yourselves. Grab glass. They've broken the glass. Grab anything that you've got. Uh, Darren throws, um, if anyone is staying behind or whatever, like, Darren is happy to, like, unload a wrench. Like, he has a huge, just, like, fucking big wrench that he just, like, throws on the ground for whoever wants to, wants to take it. I think at that moment, too, as you're throwing down some weapons and beginning to move towards the, um, staircase, you're realizing the tolling has stopped. And the only sound are the frenzied slamming. You hear the wood being just slammed into with no regard for the blood that is spilling from these creatures' hands. You see fingers break from how hard they are slamming into this wood. And you hear them just piling up at the door. Well, if we want to get in that basement, the Reverend has the keys, so we gotta go up regardless. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, Marty is gonna grab a wrench and he's just gonna start booking it. I mean, he's not fast, but He's heading up those stairs with purpose. Are the are the stairs so narrow that only one person can go at a time? If we have to really, I imagine they're pretty narrow. Okay. Um, it, it in in the chaos and the hubbub, I I do think that Nancy would have the wherewithal to say, Doctor Gasnine, you've got an AK forty seven. If you're in the back and you have to shoot, you'll end up mowing down the rest of us. I think you need to go first. She um, ponders it a moment and then loads around or whatever um, and just steps in front and just starts going up the stairs. Darren will be right behind her. It's going to be okay. Right behind you. Okay, Parker's so going to... Parker's going to say to the to the to Joy and the teens as, as, as all of this is happening is going to say, all right, look, 
forget everything I said. If you're the only, if you're the only living things down here when they break through, then it doesn't matter where you're hiding. They're going to find you. So we're all going to have to go. So okay. you start, all of you follow after them. Kind of closes his eyes for a second and like takes a deep breath. It's like, I will bring up the rear. Doug starts to follow and then stop and, and dashes back to the pew real quick and grabs his box off the pew and then turns to follow. Nancy looks around at everyone and if uh, the doctor is seems amenable to it, I will put my hand on her shoulder. Um, and even though we're probably about the same age, uh, I say, it's going to be okay, baby. Is the door open? Or unlocked, I should say? Yeah, you begin heading up the stairs. I'd like to say that as they head up the stairs, they can hear music. Uh, an old church hymn. The lyrics are something about how the Lord's coming for you. And uh, wherever they get up to the top, they'll see there's just kind of an old boombox that is playing an old CD. And it is this moment where I will say that the the Twitter vote comes into play. Oh no. Oh dear. So upset. So, so, Reverend, you tell me what happens as Yasmin is the first to cross into this doorway. They enter this room. Um, it looks like maybe like the office, but it's kind of like a train style where there's several rooms kind of leading down and you know, as the music is playing louder than it probably should, they're sweeping the room and moving through. And at a certain point, Yasmin passes a, uh, it looks to be maybe a, a closet or something. And just as she begins to cross, the Reverend bursts out of the closet, grabs her, puts her in like a headlock, and has is aiming her AK-47 at her head. Says, ah, I see God's warriors are testing themselves. Wonderful. Let's head downstairs and see how else we can see ourselves to God's light. What do we say? You're a fucking madman. You're out of time, Mr. Michaels. <laughs>